it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, Three, two, Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you on a Boss Wednesday. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom, Director Matthew in the house. How's it going? Doing all right? We unveiled last hour on our list, the top 40 list, 31 through 35. They read Gilbert, Edmund, Dennis Briggs, Azaria Thomas, Kyle Morlock, Darius Washington. That was uh, 31 to 35 earlier here on the Warchant Network, if you will, we had uh, both on Wake Up Warchant and the Smash uh, 36 through 40, which featured Winston Wright, Ja'Kai Douglas, DJ Lundy, Kevin Knowles, and Tate Rodemaker. Is there a guy that didn't make the list, Tom, that, uh, you know, you think to yourself, you know, I think we as a staff kind of blew it. This is a guy that's going to make plays. Because if that is so... I'm going to guess you're going to tell me that's either Keandre Jones or Tafasi. Yeah, those are two guys I had that did not make the list that were in my top 35 or thereabouts. Like Keandre Jones is the one to me, more than Tafasi. I think I might have got I might have gotten a little overzealous with Tafasi. There's just so many bodies in front of him. There are a lot of bodies, but he's a good player. Part of the reason that I put him there was if you have two doomsday scenarios one of which is Daryl Jackson's waiver continues to take forever. I think we're going to be all right there. Hang in there, buddy. I think so, too. But, I mean, I'm waiting it a little bit. And then what if Braden Fisk doesn't adjust pan out. Doesn't pan out well, you know, to, to the Power 5 game as much as to be like, I know is going to do that. So that's why I have him a little higher. But Keandre Jones in short yard situations on the goal line, I think in, in multiple situations, perhaps outright by the end of the season as a starter at guard, that dude is just massive, massive. and he's really, really massive. smart, which just, it, it fits Alex Atkins to a T, except for he doesn't have that next bit of athleticism that mm-hmm. we like to have. Mm-hmm. We like to be somewhere between Alabama of today <laughs> and West Virginia of 20 years ago. You know, when they were all 270 and they could pull and move, 
We want to be somewhere in the middle of those two things. Keandre just doesn't have the speed, but, man, he will uproot you. If that dude could ever learn how to snap a football, oh, there's an Oh, forget about it. Yeah. It'd be a beautiful a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fun. It's a fun thing to do and kind of go through this and figure out these roles. Do you have somebody that you felt was screwed for not being in the top four? Not being on the list? Um, I don't know about screwed necessarily. I don't have a ton of arguments for most of the guys that didn't make it. I... I really, I had Quintarius Jones on my list uh, very late on my list. I think he was 39th or something like that. As did I. Yeah, yeah I like him a lot. I think he's going to play some. Uh, you know, there's a, I, I will tell you, here's here's something for you, and, and I want to segue into what I teased a moment ago uh, about another team in the state. I I have thought to myself a little bit more about the fact that I was very impressed both with his interview and also, just seemingly the way he's kept himself in really good shape, it seems evident to me, Destin Hill may have something for us this year beyond what we could have ever projected based on a guy missing two years of football. You know, I, he came in looking very good, and he sounded sharp and ready to play football and eager to get back after it. You know, I don't know what two years away does – does to you when the pads come on you know it's one thing to stand there at the dais and look good right but but you don't have to be a featured player no that's what i mean so deep and And he he possesses a skill that not a lot of our guys have which is breakaway speed game changing speed we don't have at the receiver position a ton of breakaway speed so I maybe maybe he does you know maybe he's a guy that helps you in special teams right off the bat and that would be worth being in the top 40 alone yes only two members of the staff had him on the list uh, Aslan at 40 and then Ira put him all the way at 34 so Ira is a big believer in this yeah he's closer to ready-made than you think the argument you could make for Destin Hill to be a top 40 player immediately is kind of self-evident Florida State was willing to wait on him for two years correct you don't wait on somebody who's going to be your sixth receiver. You say, sorry, man, I wish it worked out. We will find some place that you can go. I've got contacts. I'm going to work the phones, and we're going to find a landing spot for you. In this case, they said, we're as loaded as we've ever been. We've only got 85 scallies, and we're going to hold one for you, even though it's been two years since he played high school ball. That in and of itself is quite the statement. Well, he's got to break, again, that kind of game-changing speed is hard to find. When you find 4-4 guys, it's a big deal. It's it's uh, it's breathtaking speed and it's game changing speed. How quickly do you learn the offense? How quickly can you acclimate yourself to getting hit again and doing all the things that you haven't had to do in two years? Uh, we'll see. But if if it happens fast, look, he's a young man. I mean, he's going to be in shape if, as long as he just doesn't let himself go. I'm sure he kept himself in great shape. Well, he looks like he did. I, I have no reason to believe that he hasn't been preparing. So, okay, throw that in the mix. I mean, again, special teams, can you return kicks and punts? Can you do that? Because if you can do that, you'll get on the field right away. You return punts, you'll already be a fan favorite. You've been a fan legend. You've been of lore to the people who are dialed into Florida State. You've been a unicorn is what you've been. But you will be a legend if you're good at punt returning immediately. And what a story that would be. What if he was the starting punt returner against LSU? Here's a Louisiana kid who disappeared. To the hizzy. Reappeared. Oh, buddy. Oh, there you go. I like that. Like where your head's at. Get weepy on the it's way to victory. Beautiful thing right there. Okay, so I brought it up. Uh, there was a question in the mailbag yesterday on Seminole Headlines that involved Miami. 
and where they're at in this. And there's further stories today, a lot of stories out there about who's a fit to go where. Every day is another story of yeah, the SEC wants us, doesn't want us, likes this team, doesn't like that team. Everybody's got a theory on this. Don't get overly concerned and or excited, depending on the tilt of that particular piece that you're reading. There are some that say the SEC can't wait to bring us in. There are others that say they really have no desire to because they already have a footprint in Florida and all these other things. All right, well, why do I bring this up? Well, because we're all clamoring for a better set of circumstances that sees Florida State make the kind of money that their national draw suggests they should uh, be a part of or be able to access. And during the course of that conversation, Tom, you and I were texting, and it's interesting to note that a team like Miami is 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 where they sit in all of this is fascinating and also hotly debated. Well, USF is not getting an invite to the SEC. But I mentioned look out for USF because I wondered at what point they would wake up and decide to approve the monies necessary for an on-campus facility. And when was it that USF would figure out that if, if you could keep kids on campus and have a facility there for them to go to, and this could feel like a legitimate university instead of one that was a commuter school. And, you know, you were a part of a commuter school basically at Iona. Yeah, East Tennessee State was very much that way, by the way. If you weren't playing football, there were a lot of people that just went home for the weekend, these little country towns. You'd never see them. There's nobody on campus anymore. Well, USF has that problem. They've got a problem with that as well, despite how much they've grown academically, which is uh, massive in my lifetime. It's unbelievable the way they're thought of now. But they couldn't ever really create a collegial feel and, a, and, and, and momentum in that way. So they now have done several things to try to become a school that matters in football because it's where the money is. And their rivals, UCF, right down the road, have done all these things as well. They've formally opened uh, a full-length indoor practice facility. Oh, How about my. that? Wow. Yeah. Uh, $22 million indoor practice facility, in addition to shielding players from storms and blistering heat down in Tampa. Helped the Bulls host 4,000 high school campers last week, this past week, okay? They received an invitation to the, uh, the AAU which we know is important to places like the Big Ten. Again, not saying that USF is going. but That's a meteoric rise, though, for that uh, university yes. from an academic standpoint. Oh, unbelievable. It's an elite group of you know 71 research institutions. They're it, part of it. It was not thought like that when I was leaving high school 15, 20 years ago. Not at all. It hasn't been considered that for a very long time. So, you know, when you think about conference membership decisions and who decides them, uh, presidents do, not athletic directors. Presidents do. So this may carry some weight down the line for USF, right? Uh, it resonates in AAU membership. That's why Florida State's been vying to get there as well, okay? And certainly on the fast track to do so. We talk about schools that have elevated their status academically. Um, they approved the budget to open a stadium north of the football practice facilities for the 2026 season. The building will house operation centers for football as well as some other sports. Um, and Michael Kelly, who we used to speak to uh, when he was with the ACC, he and I had many an interview in which we agreed or disagreed or agreed to disagree. But I always appreciated his candor and his willingness to come on the air and answer to my complaints or our collective complaints. 
including the Nigel Bradham play. It was Michael Kelly that I interviewed interviewed afterwards and said, what would you have had him do? And he didn't have a good answer for that. I believe there was some stuttering. But he handled it like a champ outside of the stuttering and then tried to answer it and hemmed and hawed a little bit. It's fascinating to see how USF is building its empire, so to speak. And part of it was the medical school that they have in downtown Tampa that's along the water. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's part and parcel to the efforts that are being made by the Lightning's owner. That's how I'm more interested in it than Mm -hmm. I would be. Like, who cares? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if you think about what they're doing, they're partnering with Tampa General. And, you know, there are great medical institutions down there in the city of Tampa. It's not Shands, Gainesville, and UF. That's an amazing facility. Shands is awesome, yeah. But Tampa is saying, look, we're going to have cutting-edge medical technologies and opportunities in a better media market than that podunk town in the middle of the state that nobody wants to live in. And that's how they're going to make their pitch. And for, for many reasons, this is why I thought Deion Sanders should have taken the USF right, job. A richer alumni base. What does it lead to? A richer alumni base who is willing to give back, reinvest. It's Correct. already in a giant media market. This is how it feeds on itself. Most major programs also understand that having a vital football program is paramount. So you've got AAU status, a world-class medical school. And you get to live in a fun city. Well, it can get a little loose, but a fun city nonetheless. A dangerous city. (laughs) Very dangerous, but that appeals to recruits. That appeals very much to recruits. So you could see how in 10 or 20 years this is going to be a, a real issue. So I bring it up for that very reason. How does this affect Florida State? How does it affect Miami? How does it affect Florida? How does it affect Power Five? I thought Michael Kelly was interesting. Quote, obviously we want to be a dominant leader in the American Athletic Conference. Now this is the classic Jeff Cameron Show PR firm, way to go, Michael, moment. He begins by complimenting the conference, the also-ran conference that nobody cares about that they're in which you know is a setup to where they want to go. It's a perfect thing to do, right? Let me compliment you before I spit on you. Let me get your defenses down. Obviously, we'd like to be a dominant leader in the American Athletic Conference. And we do that in some areas. We haven't done it in others yet. This is going to help us achieve that, to be more competitive, to be attractive to anyone else that would be looking for partners. Oh, man. So, wait, Michael, do you you want to be dominant in the AAC? Or is this for, this is a beauty pageant for somewhere else? Which, which is this? Which is it you're doing here? I want to read the quote again. Obviously, we'd like to be a dominant leader in the American Athletic Conference. We do that in some areas. We have not done it in others. This is going to help us achieve that, to be more competitive, but also be attractive to anyone else that would be looking for partners. <laughs> We're, I can be bought. Hello. That's We're why, on the market. That's why I like to call the AAC the MTAEC, the means to an end conference. <laughs> and we look forward to dominating the MTAEC for some time here in the near future. Oh, just it's so well done, Michael Kelly. This is a, a woman working out every day, looking nice, wearing clothes that accentuate her newfound body. And she's loyal to Jerry. Her and Jerry, I'm, Jerry and I, you know, but if Mitch calls... I mean, game over. I'm just saying. <laughs> Jerry's like, you look great. Thanks, hon. I've always wanted to look good for you, Jerry. Keith, too. Keith. My brother Keith lives in Texas. I'm just, uh, hey. 
The Big 12 is the most obvious option at this point. It's been open about its desire to expand its national reach. Colorado, Arizona, potential targets. We've heard that recently, right? That's a big deal. And there have been recent conflicting reports about uh, other schools, including their interest in uh, Memphis as well. Maybe Memphis as well. USF is, in essence, throwing their name in the hat with Memphis, Colorado, and Arizona. What about us? What about, we're looking good these days. Got an on-campus facility. On-campus facility and stadium and stadium. Media market, top 25 in the country. We know you like eyes on sets. I just, that's funny. You get the I-4 corridor in this conference. I loved, which by the way, is hell on earth if you've got to drive it or wait to get in the Mm. lane to get and access it. Also, you will see. Not unlike McDonough. You will see, that's correct. You will see the best, and I'm putting it in air quotes for those listening. Yeah. The best of Tampa on (laughs) I-4. Just brazenly breaking laws, going 95 miles an hour in the emergency lane, in the shoulder of the road. Oh, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Every single time. We don't get many of these outstanding dual-purpose quotes from our leaders these days, not without it being too obvious and too uh, convoluted. This is perfect. This is a, we love it here in the AAC. What a wonderful conference. And certainly if there are others out there noticing our steps forward, we'd be interested in talking to them as well. Would have been a great thing to say over in Amelia Island, wouldn't it? Something akin to that. (laughs) Love this guy. I'm fully we, we're very happy in the ACC. Uh, and, you know, if the SEC were to notice the way that we've improved our status within this great conference, that would. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> you just backhanded I mean, the conference on your way out the door. I, I love Amelia, but Sandestin sometimes, you know, it just calls your name. Oh, so keep an eye on USF. I always thought it would have happened sooner rather than later, but it has been later because we brought this up. Some time ago, I remember when the debate was on between USF and UCF, people forget that at one time USF rose to number two in the country and had an opportunity to keep it going. Head coach decided to strangle somebody in the locker room. That was the end of that. But uh, had Mr. Levitt kept his hands to himself, who knows what would have happened with USF. Yeah, that's true. That was the year where the number two team in the country always lost. Always lost. Yeah, and some of the teams that were ranked at number two at the time, you're like, what the hell? One of them was Boston College. How is this even possible? And Bryce was born. That's correct. And a Gino Hayes pick six. Rest in peace, Gino. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hello there, podcasters. Oh, don't worry. I won't prattle on for two minutes like I do with some of the other reads. Zaxby's doesn't demand it of me. <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Don't worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply welcome back to the jeff cameron show sponsored by legendary home loans a mortgage experience designed around speed simplicity and customer service before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com. FSUHomeLoans.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, rolling on. Who else did I want to note uh, for kids to make some money out there for the U.S. Open as we all watch in prime time and time and celebrate? Oh, yeah, an easy one. This one's obvious, uh, but I think the number works for you if you're just looking for a top 20. Uh, and also speaks to how good he's been without winning, without winning a, a major, that is. Xander Schauffele to bet in the top 20 is, is a safe one uh, as he continues to be a model of consistency in these events. That's why it's maddening. Everybody bets on him or picks him to win it, and he never does, but he's always right there with a chance on Sunday. It's Xander Schauffele. I will note for that number, if you're getting it at a decent price for top 20 bets, in major championships, the tally in the top 20 for Xander in his career is 16 of 24, which is impressive to have that many top 20 finishes in majors. By the way, Tom, you know what it is in the U.S. Open for Xander Schauffele? Top 20 finishes in the U.S. Open. How many events has he played? He's uh, played in uh, in, he's played in six U.S. Open. We'll go with six then. Yeah, it is six. <laughs> Just he's, figured it however many years he's been there. Yeah, it's six for six in U.S. Opens. Uh, very, very, very. So a top twenty. I'm much more of a chalk player in this particular tournament. These days, by the way, your your majors are all being won by superstars. Right, exactly. So top five payouts or top ten payouts, I think, are the way to go with some of the favorites. So for example, uh, Brooks is paying out plus money in a top ten. So it's plus one twenty five. Mm -hmm. I think that's safe money. I think if you want to take a medium risk, top five is paying out over two and a half to one. Wow! I mean, come on, the guy's a top five machine. This is his type of event. The yeah. only thing that would have held me back was the grass type on the greens. You're it's, telling me it's, it's bent. bent. Yeah, you should be fine. Full steam ahead. Same thing John Rom played uh, at this course. It's very different now with the USGA setup. But Rom played this course in a collegiate event. At Arizona State when he was a freshman All-American. So he's well-versed in this course. Mm -hmm. He actually had uh, photographic memory of some of the shots he hit when he was interviewed. I started to notice that about him. is very similar to Tiger. He does it all the time. He'll be like, well, that's like number 11. And then you're like, Jesus. Top five is two to one. He's been quiet for a month and a half. I think that's a reasonable risk to take. Top five, not to win. Top five paying out two to one. Uh, Cam Smith is another one. 
A lot of the people around the grounds this week are talking about the layout of the course fits Australian golfers. This is a very Australian-style golf course, uh, which was also, that's kind of tied to Scotland and some of the Open Championship courses where Cam Smith has dominated. Six to one for a top five? I mean, it's plus 600. Come on, what are we doing here? I uh, I like chalk this week. It's value. I mean, I I get your value there. Um, I mean, 30 to one for Cam Smith is... um, Unbelievable. Right. To win. Yeah, to win the whole yeah, thing. to win the whole thing. And Max Homa is, you know, the local kid. Uh, he's shot really well on this course before the USGA upped it. He really plays well in California. You'll hear a lot about that. He's also horrible in majors. He is. Horrific. So if you want to walk the line for a top 10, your first page of the leaderboard finish, three and a half to one. I like Max Homa, the person, the player. I enjoy his golf swing as well. And that's oftentimes how I view guys. Like, do I like your golf swing? <laughs> if your golf swing's hideous, you can be the greatest guy in the world, but I'm not picking you because I so hate you that. you hate Trent Furyk? You hate him? Oh, I hate him. I hate him. Ridiculous ass swing. But, uh, I, you know, I like Homo, but, man, his numbers in the in majors are awful. Awful. Where do you put Colin Morikawa? Same thing, California guy. Yeah. It's one, two majors. He's not very high up on the futures list. He's 25 to 1 to win. Jordan Spieth's the better value there. I don't know what to do with Hideki Matsuyama, who plays hard golf course as well, but the problem is his neck has been bothering him. So but, I, uh, Morikawa dropped to 30 to 1. Mm. You get him 6 to 1, top 5. I just like having that room to meander on a Sunday. I can make a wager at the 36-hole mark for a winner, unless I'm playing a long shot. But... You know, if you're in the final couple of pairings and I've got you on a top five or a top ten, I'm feeling pretty good that I'm going to cash at the end of the day. And I might, you know, lob some of those wins that I'm assuming at few, as lives on Sunday. If you want to look back at the previous U.S. Opens, and I won't go back too far, these were the odds on your eventual winner before the tournament started, okay? These, these are what the odds were coming in, and, and then they went on to win. Matthew Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open at 30-1 to 1 in 2022. John Rahm won it at Torrey Pines at 10-1. to 1. Bryson DeChambeau won at Wingfoot, twenty-five to one. My God, you could get him now at seven hundred to one, yeah, forty Sorry, to one. Yeah. Uh, Gary Woodland at Pebble Beach, Tom, eighty to one. Mm-hmm. Here he won it. Uh, Kepka in eighteen was twenty-five to one at Shinnecock Hills. Kepka in seventeen at Aaron Hills, forty-five to one. By the winning winning score at Aaron Hills was, was sixteen hundred. Yeah, astronomical. Fast forward to Shinnecock, and he won it at plus one. Uh, Oakmont, Dustin Johnson won four under. The winning scores uh, are fun to look at, too. We haven't had too many. Obviously, this is famously uh, the U.S. Open, a goal to try to really test every facet of every golfer's game, and they want the winning score to be around par. But it's fascinating. You go back to 2010. It's all the way to 2010 that Graham McDowell won. Yeah, was that Pebble? That was Pebble, 80-1. to even par one, and that was even par. Tiger and Ernie Ailes were in contention for that major, I remember. Rory McIlroy won the following year and that was, was record. 16 under. Yeah. That was but congressional. Congressional. Webb Simpson won at the Olympic Club, plus one. Webb Simpson's the most forgotten about major winner ever. Has to be, right? Like, nobody, we're never like, oh, look at old Webb's got him a major. He's got a players, too. Yeah, no. Justin Rose won at Marion. Plus one was the winning score. Ooh, that was Phil again. Mm. Mm. Martin Keimer, which nobody remembers. He lapped the field. Pinehurst. 
nine under. Jordan Spieth, Chambers Bay. I mentioned him five under. Dustin Johnson, Oof. Oakmont, four under. Chokey, chokey, Dustin in the Chambers Bay. Dear God. Kepka, 16 under, then plus one. Woodland, minus 13. And that is an all-time great performance, by the way, because Brooks was right on his heels there. And then that was it. It was those two. Yeah. So, Fitzpatrick last year at minus six. With an epic shot out of the bunker on hole 72 of the tournament. That was unbelievable. And after you see this previous PGA Championship and two guys with a real chance to win, not being able to clear the bunker on 17, 16, or 17. Sticking in this. It was Hovland and uh, what's-his-face the day before who was... Connors? Connors. He was, yeah, in it, leading the whole tournament. It really underscores how good that shot was from Matthew Fitzpatrick. It's crazy. Good. Yeah, yeah. They flashed back to some of the Tigers' ridiculous fairway bunker shots over the years to carrying water from 230 out of the sand within five feet and stopping it on the back. What is this? There are these moments where you know the other players are like, really? Uh, you're going you're gonna to do that, are you? Yes, really. What That's you, what we're doing here. What you think about that? That's the famous story of uh, Ernie Els clapping when they're playing overseas, and he hit a ball out of mud from like 260 with an iron and ran it up to the green. Ernie's like, well, okay. <laughs> you win. You win. I, I don't have that shot. Just disgusted. Yeah, we've all been in that moment. You know, pick up games or video games or whatever competition. Yeah, you're going to do that, are you? Are you? You're oh, going to do that. Congratulations. <laughs> Made it again. How about that? Look at you win. Want to talk Florida State recruiting next? Jeff Cabot Show 93-3. I almost said 33. There's no 33. Said what? It's 93-3. Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness, two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. So I know uh, if you guys have been paying attention, obviously, to Michael Langston and what's been going on with Florida State recruiting and the and the and the housing of young men visiting, you know, the quality of player has increased greatly, and that is a reason that I continue to get really excited about where this is headed. And Tom, I will tell you, I think, buddy, we are close to getting another fairly sizable uh, commit. I'm not breaking any, you know, no big commit stories on the JCS typically. Unless I project a defensive tackle and get it right again. The one thing I would say, just from the outside looking in, and it's a who's who list at this point for Florida State. People mm -hmm. considering mm -hmm. finalist lists. Mm -hmm. If you want Florida State to close in a top five class, head over to the battle's end because there are a lot of dudes that want to come here. And, man, I think we are now operating in a stratosphere of interest could use more people to make it all happen and bring it on home. It has been a uh, a talking point of ours for a while that, uh, look, I don't go – there are a lot of people who work really hard at these camps. A lot of people that work very hard at these camps that cover it for us and that cover it for the other uh, team sites, and, and they're out there all day long when they have these camps. And I'm, I'm never out there. I'm not covering these camps. It's just – it's not what I do. Someday. I certainly <laughs> – I certainly look at the names. I know you aspire to that oh, promotion. Oh, can't wait to sit out in the heat and watch 16-year-olds You're going to get that promotion and, someday. Yeah. 
But when they uh, when they do come into town, I look at the names and I look at uh, who else is recruiting them and I look at uh, where else they're looking at and I think, uh, okay, how are we matching up? How are we doing? And just look at this year compared to last from this past weekend and do it and then go back another year. Like have some fun. Dig into the names and the, the status of the recruits that are interested in Florida State and have put their money where their mouth is, if you will, by showing up at an elite 11, right? You know, being and, and, and being at a big camp for USA, a showcase, I mean, uh, for FSU, a showcase type event. Man, it has done a 180, not unlike our offensive line. Mm, yeah. I was so, I mean, I got so mad a year ago or two years ago looking at the kids that were coming here. Man, we're not getting anything. We don't, there's. I couldn't really even hardly say it on the air because I didn't want to yeah. disparage a high school kid, but I was like, these are, these are bums. Well, We're housing bums. This is where it is borne out, and if you didn't believe it before, I think you'll believe it now, not you specifically, but people who follow Florida State. This process begins way earlier in an uncomfortable it does. age. It does, yeah, it does. It's, it is uncomfortable. But you have to foster the at least a foundational groundwork for kids at 14 and 15 you gotta years old. got to build relationships. you got to be an option. And that's where the pandemic and being bad at football really hurt us until recently. We had fostered these relationships for the long term for the 24 kids and 25 kids to some degree this past class and said, watch how it's going to get better. That was their pitch. Watch. Just wait and see. Keep taking our calls in the interim, but wait and see. It's going to happen. And that's why last year was such a huge launching point. You see the fruits of, that are now there all over the place for all of these camps. Well, and it's funny because you look at kids that are in the top 100 or top five at their position or top three at their position. Like, I look at where are they? Where where, where do they rank? How well thought of are they? You know, we always do the also interested in discussion, and you see it's LSU, it's Alabama, it's Florida. You're fighting for teams like that. Now, we'll see how long Florida hangs in there. I mean, it takes just another year for Florida to fall off a cliff. If they're as bad this next year as they were this year, you're losing competition. They're 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 no longer going to be in the discussion. Let Miami fool around and suck again, or take yeah. another forty-five to three ass throttling. Yeah, uh, a battle's end, <laughs> director. You got him to flinch there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the battle's end. Gainesville does not have. Just period. They are not competitive in the sphere the way that we are, and you can see that on a day by day basis with a lot of kids that maybe had Florida in their top ten or their top five. Boy, Florida's not getting said yes to as much as they thought they were going to. Yeah, they got a kid who's in alignment from Germany today. Congratulations on that. But these top-level skill position players and trench monsters are continually picking Georgia or Tennessee or us, or in one case, UCF over Florida. It's important that you win these battles along the offensive and defensive line um, and and more routinely than you have been. And that's got to continue to get better. I, I feel like we've won a lot of battles for interior linemen, and that is good, obviously. You've got to build that way up the middle. But, man, we're not hitting home off the edges right now. now I've been told by people who cover recruiting nationally that it's not – there hasn't been an overabundance of elite defensive ends. And so we haven't been able to get our share – I'm talking about high school recruits at that position – but we got to do better there because I think after this year, you're going to take a hit and you're going to be a little worried about it. Yeah, you're going to have to find a third in a row of a Jermaine Johnson-Jared verse. It's well, going to be very difficult. It just seems unlikely. But also, we're noticing a trend over the last few years that 
the the core of the elite players on in the trenches come from the high school ranks typically. Now that there are exceptions, but the, the the core does typically. Well, you could see how the monies would shake out in theory, of course. Mm -hmm. But Patrick Payton would be paid a lion's share to be retained uh, because he would be very scarce. His kind of skill set. I think I was very impressed by the end of spring camp with Lamont Green Jr.'s quicks. And as a specialist on third down, I think he can contribute as soon as next year. Of course, he has to get larger gotta to be able to play. Got to hit the table, baby. We got to get it going, Josh. I hear you there. But on third downs, as a specialist, when it's passing situations, I think that Lamont Green is is already he's already got the quick twitch that you're looking for at Florida State of that caliber. We'll see how his body develops. Got to get a lot bigger, yeah. And in a hurry. We're going to need him. Like, not this year, but next. Yeah. Let's get in that weight room. Let's eat the supplements along with the foods necessary to build the kind of size and strength to go along with the quickness you already possess. Maybe three portions. Top schools in 2022 in athletic revenue, according to USA Today Sports. Guys didn't see this? Here's the list of the top 25 schools in revenue. Important list to be a part of. The first thing you did as a Florida State fan was, we're in the top 25, yeah? Yes? Yes? Yes. The answer is yes. Then you quickly checked, are we in the top 20? Yes, 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 yes. Are we in the top 10? No, no. Okay. Something to aspire to. Something has to happen. Some things have to change. But there's also some other evidence of why we're all clamoring to get off this boat and to get into the one that seems to be the comfort of the SEC. Oh, what a cruise ship that is. Here you go. Number one, Ohio State at $251 million. Texas at $239 million comes in at number two, despite never winning anything ever at all. Alabama, $214 million, number three. Number four, Michigan. Number five, Georgia. Number six, LSU. Number seven, Texas A&M. Number eight, Florida. Number nine, Penn State. Number 10, Oklahoma. Number 11, Auburn. Number 12, Michigan State. Goodness. Number 13, Indiana. How? Virginia at 14. Florida State comes in at 15. At 161.1 million. Virginia, the team ahead of them, was at 161.9. Kentucky, 16. Clemson, 17. Tennessee, 18. Oregon, 19. Arkansas, 20. And the final five Iowa, Wisconsin, Louisville, Illinois, and Washington. So let's look at the Big 12 schools. Texas at number two, which will be an SEC school after this year. That's. That's a that'll hurt your feelings, Big Twelve. Oh, we scroll down not too far to Oklahoma, which will be an SEC school. <laughs> so now let's see the number of Big Twelve schools. Oh, that that'd be none, none, none. ACC: Virginia, Florida State, Clemson, Louisville. Is that it? Where the hell does Virginia spend it? On a dominant baseball program and a very good basketball program that loses early, except for the one year they didn't. A lot of money on the two programs. Now, I'm sure it's in lacrosse. Is it season dominant tickets? lacrosse program. I mean, season tickets. Probably swim with the best of them. Perhaps fencing. High-level fencing and debate teams at Virginia. Lacrosse. I said lacrosse. Yeah, yeah lacrosse. That counts time. twice in their oh. budget. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's the top 25. Florida State sits at 15. Hey, look, big scheme of things, you're, you're right there. You won't be for much longer. 
So the revenue disparity between us and Florida in terms of dollars. $190 million for Florida. Florida uh-huh. State at $161 million. Oh, so you're saying the difference in the TV payouts, the future difference in that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's simple. Those numbers will be altered dramatically once we look at this list again in a couple of years and that TV revenue that you're talking about is uh, included. There's also a trailing effect to these numbers. That's there always I mean. is. Yeah. yeah, this is 21 to 22. Mm-hmm. So this isn't even the most recent figures. We won't get those till next summer for mm-hmm. what we're living in right here, right now. <sighs> Makes yeah. you nervous. Keep on keeping on. I'll bet Better keep winning. I'll bet we're higher I think we're probably top 12 or top 10 next year because I believe the support for the athletic programs in this last calendar year for us has gone up. And it's not like the payouts and the disparity right. has gotten wider. Right. So I think next year we'll have a false sense of security. Yeah, in it'll be full gold before you see yeah. the following list yeah. where you're like, yeah. oh, man. Come back, do some probables. Just a moment. Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, Orchard TV. Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because, I'll be honest with you, I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins, and I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick, and easy to remember, so I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too, it is... um, a simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one-year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole food source nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Good times, great band, Pogues. Uh, Everybody's got a signature sandwich, you know that, a chicken sandwich in particular, but if you've not had Zaxby's signature sandwich, you're missing out. It towers above all the others in size and deliciousness. It's big, it's delicious. It's only at your neighborhood Tallahassee Zaxby's. Your Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years, Go Knowles. Also, thanks to our friends at Power Mill as we get set for probables here in just a moment. Power Mill Training Academy equipping your young athlete who, you know, focused on baseball, maybe it's softball, specific tools, reach their potential. All you ever want your kids to do, reach their potential, right? Makes the game more fun. Got camps going on this summer. Check it out, powermillsports.com. 
both softball and baseball camps. A lot of fun there. My kids have gone and enjoyed themselves. Over 45 years of experience, over 2,000 alumni there at Power Mill. PowerMillSports.com. Probables, Tom. Cue it. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, Probables? They're in the sixth. Atlanta and the Tigers in Detroit, 7-5. to five. Atlanta leads. Spencer Strider, Reese Olsen. Minnesota leading Milwaukee. Good job, Dr. Quinn's twins. Up 4-2 to two in the sixth on Milwaukee. That was Colin Ray and Bailey Omber. St. Louis, 5-2 over San Francisco currently. The Giants in the sixth. That's Anthony DiScalfini and Jordan Montgomery. Blue Jays, Orioles tonight, Jose Barrios, Kyle Bradish. We got the Rockies and the Red Sox, Austin Gomber, Garrett Whitlock, Yankees, Mets. Ooh, Subway Series. That's right. You guys have been sucking lately. Oh, high massive. levels of butt sorry. With good offense for the most part, can't pitch. Well, we got a matchup tonight. Let's see what happens. Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander tonight at 710. Worth watching. Yankees minus 250. Mmm. My beloved Buckos against the Cubs in Chicago, Wrigley Field. Osvaldo Vito and Drew Smiley. Osvaldo making his first career start in the bigs. Angels, Rangers, Reed Detmers, Andrew Haney. We got the Reds and the Royals. Ben Lively, Daniel Lynch. Nationals, Astros, Josiah Gray, Fromber Valdez. Guardians, Padres, Aaron Savelli and Michael Waka. Rays, A's. The Rays... Lost to the A's last night. The A's have won seven straight games. Mm-hmm. What in the world is going on in Oakland? Tyler Glasnow starts for the Rays. Luis, Luis Medina starting for the A's. Uh, Phillies D-backs, Ranger Suarez, Merrill Kelly, Marlins, Mariners, Yuri Perez, Luis Castillo, and finally the White Sox and the Dodgers late tonight. Mike Clevenger, Clayton Kershaw. That is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. That's seconds or minutes? Minutes. Minutes. Is that what you said? Minutes. Uh, guys, I got good news for you. If you listen to the pod, if you like catch up on the pod, uh, my my new ad for AG1 is not five minutes long. That's correct. You're going to be very excited to listen to the new AG1 ad. The video people have already got it. They've already seen it twice. Yeah, it's already happened. A tight 63 seconds. It's uh, it's it's gonna be yeah, sixty three seconds, not three and a half minutes. You know what's also tight as the kids used to say, fifty percent off. Warchan ends at midnight tonight. New subscribers, fifty percent off for new subscribers. Annual subscription. That picture we used for the fifty percent off annual subscription to Warchant.com and on three uh, the, the, for subscribers only on the on the TV here on the Warchant television is a really good one, man. Good choice. Did you pick that? Or did Ben? Ben picked it. Good job, Ben. Yeah. I like that. Makes me smile thinking about Doe Campbell Stadium. I think about it more and more every day that we get closer to the season. I mean that. I do. I'm really pumped for this season. You know, I can tell many others from outlying areas are also pumped. I'm getting the rare calls these days from people that live all over the country. Hey, you got anybody in town for the week of such and such? Yep. Yep. So it is. Which is interesting because if we're being honest... Home slate? Eh. Well, home slate sucks. 
It's all about getting together, watching us kick some ass, and then going to the bar and watch the other top five teams play. That's what this year's about as long as you can split in September. We used to do it. We used to do it in 2012, 2013, 2014. We had a blast doing that sort of thing. We'd go out and about, meet at the bars. I would get uh, Margarona as we celebrated others' misfortunes or big wins that helped and aided Florida State's endeavor. That's why I'm rooting for noon kickoffs, so we can see all of these games. And I could meet you for a margarona as we watch so-and-so lose in the uh, waning moments. Hey, man. Thus elevating Florida State into the top five. Noon kickoff means that I'm a free agent around 5.30 after the postgame show. It's funny. Noon kickoffs, as Madison Social brings up, often suck, right? Not anymore. Not when you're old. Now you want to kick it off at 10 a.m.? Yes, absolutely. Let's kick it off first thing tomorrow morning, guys. 7 a.m. kickoff. Let's go. What are we waiting on here? We practiced at that time anyway. Let's Have do it. Have the game wrapped up by 11 a.m. Go get a good lunch in you and watch football the rest of the day. What if we cornered the market? In for the 11 a.m. kickoff? Yes. No, man. Why not? No. That is so selfish for you and me. There's no chance. People having to travel would be like, what? <laughs> I gotta- is it selfish? Yes. Is it? Yes. I don't know. Might be cutting edge. Hey, the Pac-12 was offered all sorts of insulting things like that. Hey, nobody's watching your game, guys, so why don't we start you kicking off games at 10 a.m.? Get you going at 10 a.m., huh? It's the way they used to treat USF. Yes, USF, I'm going to ask that you move your game against Cincinnati to Wednesday, 6 p.m., Wednesday. Nope, middle of the week. How do we We're pre- playing Wednesday, guys. You're playing Wednesday. What is your least favorite start time? Oh, these days, 8 o'clock, 7.30, those late games. Yeah. It used to be my favorite by far. I think it's 3.30. But we work them. 3.30, We yeah. work them now. So, like, if you got to wait to work at 8, that's not cool. 3.30 is hard, though, because then you don't get – you get screwed. You get screwed more than I get screwed. I do pregame shows. I can't watch a full the, game in yeah, any window. Yeah, you're screwed. Except our own, which yeah. I love ours. You miss, you miss out. But, yeah. But yeah, man, I'm a yeah. Give me, give me the earlier, the better. Good work out of you. Good work, Director Matthew. Be well, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Peace.